Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week in middle school, we begin a new series called Heaven and Earth Collide. Dallas Greenaway opens the series laying out the big picture of scripture and how it's different from what many people might describe. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. You guys can take a seat. Welcome to November, guys. We are starting a brand new series. What's new to middle school, you might actually recognize the graphic if you've been following us on any kind of social media or if your brother or sister or somebody that you know is is in high school, they have been going through the same series. It is called Heaven and Earth Collide. Ooh. Everybody say collide. Collide. There we go. Nice. It's probably not as, uh, we don't need to define collide as much as we do distinct, uh, but we are going to be talking a lot in this series about this idea of heaven and earth and what this collision is, what it means that they collide, and uh, I think it's going to be really, really fun. This is actually going to be the series that's going to carry us through the rest of the year, so all the way up until Christmas, so you don't want to miss any of the remaining five weeks of this thing. Uh, as we get into it, though, I want to I want to give you guys a test, okay? So pull out your pens, your pencils, just kidding. It's not a test like that. It is a test through uh, a video, though, okay? And before we watch this video, here's what I want to say. Some of you in the room may have seen this before. Don't nudge your friend and tell them what uh, what this test is all about, okay? Just like let them enjoy it, let them take it in. Let's see if you guys can pass. Go ahead and roll this video. Easy enough. Make sure you keep your eyes on the white shirted basketball players. How many times are they passing it? Is my voice helping you count how many times they're passing it? All right. How many did you guys get? 15. Nice. Heard a lot of 15s. There he goes. <laughs> what a weird, that reminds me of Hudson All. If you guys know Hudson, he likes to wear a <clears throat> gorilla suit every now and then. All right, so how many of you guys got 15 passes? Did you get it correct? You can be honest. If you didn't, it's okay. Uh, how, many of you, how many of you saw the gorilla passing through as you were counting the 15 passes? Nice. A lot of you. How many of you, you had never seen this video before and you did not see the gorilla? Anybody? Quite a few of you as well. Nice. So this is, uh, this is an, an interesting test, right? There's probably a lot of things you can take away from it. But one of the things that uh, we're going to take away today is that we can get so focused on a specific thing, uh, for instance, the passing of the ball from these white-shirted players in the video. You can become so focused on a specific thing that you actually miss the big picture of what's going on, right? So if you were so focused and maybe you just, your eyes were only look, following the white shirt of people, you weren't concerned with what was happening around them, uh, you, you would have totally missed this gorilla. And many of us did. I missed it the first time I saw this video, which was at this point a number of years ago. This is kind of an old video. I don't know if you could tell by the, the way that the, the film was done, right? Uh, but, but we could be so focused on things, and th- this applies not just to this video and certain tests, but this applies to all of life. We get so zoned in, zoomed in, that we miss the big picture of what's going on. And I actually think 
that we do this in the Christian faith with certain things. And one of those being our, our topic for this morning and our topic for the rest of the, of the few weeks is what we think about uh, heaven and, and hell and heaven and earth, how we think about those things, how we think about kind of this timeline or trajectory we're on. Sometimes we get focused on things that are, are a part of the story or partly true, but we get so focused on them that we miss the big picture. Like, it's not untrue that there were 15 passes between the white-shirted people, but if, if that's all you got out of the video, you would have totally missed the, the gorilla. Or you would have also missed, there's something happening there, there's people in black shirts who are passing the ball, and you would miss how many times they pass the ball. Sometimes we become so focused that we miss the big picture of what's going on. And I do think that we have done that in a sense with our ideas of heaven and hell and heaven and earth. Uh, in fact, so much so that if, if I were to ask you, and we're, we're not going to do this because it's kind of too late now that we've in, introduced the idea, but if I were to ask you to fill in the blank, and here's the blank, heaven and blank, most of you and most people would say, oh, hell, heaven and hell, those are, those are the opposites, right? That's that's what the, the Bible is about. That's what it tells us about. And right there in that, I mean, it's true. If you were to ask people, and you, maybe you could ask your parents this later, right? Have, do, you do your own little test. Hey, mom, dad, fill in the blank. Heaven and blank. What would you say? Most of them are going to say hell. And I think that this is an area in our faith and really an area in the big story of what God is unfolding all throughout history that we've become so focused in on not something that's wrong, but maybe on something that kind of misses the bigger picture of what's actually going on. So let me kind of show this to you in a, in a little drawing, and then we'll, we'll read some scripture in just a few minutes. So uh, just focus on the top part for now, okay? I think that, that the top part, so that, that earth, me, heaven, and hell, uh, we'll get to the bottom in just a little bit. I think that that's how a lot of times we think about uh, our faith. Um, those of us who are Christians, yes, but then there's also people who are not Christians who they think that this is what Christians believe. And maybe you've run into this when you're having discussions with people, uh, or maybe you've, you've thought this way yourself, and that's, that's okay. Again, it's, it's not that you have got it completely wrong, but maybe we've put our focus in one place that's not allowed us to see the bigger picture of what's actually going on. So let me explain. This is oftentimes how we think about our life and, and all of human history really is that at some point God created the earth. He created us out of nothing, right? And then uh, he created Adam and Eve, so he creates humans. And somewhere along the line, here comes little old me and little old you, all right? God creates us. He wove us to put us together in our mother's womb. We sang a little bit about that this morning. And then we have that, that line that goes from earth and me over to heaven and hell, and that line is our life. And so we live life, and we do our best to, to make the right decisions, and we do our best to uh, uh, put our faith in the right things and, and to do good things and not bad things. And then at some point at the end of our life, this is where we're, we're either going to go to heaven or hell. And for most of us who are Christians, we would probably say, well, you know, if I've put my faith and my trust in Jesus, then, then I, I know that I'm going to go to heaven. Uh, but for, for other people, we ha have this, this idea that they, that they go to, to hell. And again, this is not, these are not necessarily wrong things or, or wrong truths about life, but I think that it's missing the bigger picture. So you might say, well, what's the problem with that? What's the problem if I think that, that life is all about that? Well, one, which we're going to see throughout this whole series, I don't know that the Bible really focuses on heaven and hell as much as we might think it does. 
I don't, I don't know that that's just the overarching thing of the Bible. Now, now it's part of it, like it's, it's in there, but I don't think that that's fully what God's doing, right? So number one, the scriptures, it's, it's in there a little bit, but maybe not as much as you would think. Number two, Jesus talks some about hell, but, but not, a, not a whole lot. He more talks about uh, kingdom, the kingdom of God, and, and, and this, this kingdom idea that he's ushering in, which we're going to see in a minute. Again, not that, that hell or heaven, that, that those things don't exist, but I think there's a bigger picture unfolding. So first, scriptures. Second, Jesus. The third, this idea has a lot to do with just us. Like the focus is on us. Me, I'm born, I make the right decisions, I make the right choices, I put my faith in the right things, and then I either go to heaven or hell. Again, there's truth in this. But I think we're missing the the bigger picture. I think we're missing the bigger picture. So then all, all along in our life, and this is where a lot of people get bogged down in legalism and a checklist of do's and don'ts is that line of life becomes, well, I better just make the right decisions. I better not do the wrong things because I want to, in the end, I want to get to heaven and I don't want to get to hell. We've seen that all throughout church history. We even talked about some of it last week, how so much so is is that true about that line that people say, hey, if you just pay me money, if you just buy those cheese balls, remember we had the cheese balls, if you, if you just pay me money, then you can ensure that you're going to go to heaven or you can ensure that so-and-so is going to go to heaven and, and not to hell. I, I think, again, there's, there's a bigger picture. It's not that those things are, are untrue, just like the 15 passes wasn't untrue, but there's a bigger picture of what God's up to in the world and doing throughout history. So what is that, what is that picture? What is that picture? Go ahead and turn your Bibles, if you can, to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1 is where we're going to be for just a minute. You know, the other thing about that story is I don't know if you've ever tried to share it uh, with somebody. But, it's, but, but in the end, if all, you're trying to, or if all you're able to communicate to them is, yeah, so God created the earth, and then he put us on it, and it's on us. Like, we, we just kind of have to make the right decisions and the right choices and put our faith in the right things. And then at some point, we go to heaven or hell they might be left wondering, so like, so all life is is just about making the right choices? That's, that's all that you're saying that life is? That's what God's put us here to do is ju- just make right choices? They might be left, and maybe you've felt this too, like there's got to be something more to this, right? It's got to be a, a bit bigger than just make the right choices and don't make the wrong choices, which a lot of times is what that view ends up being. So Mark chapter 1. This is at the beginning of Jesus's ministry. Uh, We we read a little bit. If you read the whole of Mark chapter 1, you read a little bit about John the Baptist. And then when you get down to uh, Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15, John the Baptist has been arrested and Jesus comes onto the scene. It's the very beginning of his uh, public ministry. So things that he uh, wasn't doing behind closed doors or just, just in a temple once every so often, but now he's on the move. Now this thing is public. And here's what Jesus says. Verse 14. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the, the gospel of God. Remember, gospel can be translated as good news. So he comes in, he's bringing a word, he's bringing some news, he's bringing something good, he's bringing something refreshing. And here's what he's saying in verse 15, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe 
in the gospel. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So what, what's this time? What's this fulfillment that, he, that he's talking about? We'll, we'll talk about that in a nutshell. The kingdom of God is at hand. What, what does that mean? Like, so the kingdom of God wasn't at hand before, and then he says repent and believe in the gospel, which honestly is that line. So again, there's clearly part of that top thing that, that, that is true or, or that is a part of this story. But what's, what's the big picture that's right here? Let's go back to this uh, picture, this fun drawing that I did on Canva yesterday. Here's where what we see in the scriptures maybe starts to, to make some more sense, or maybe for you starts to come to life, and you say, oh man, I, I can see that, is we're going to start with, in the beginning, heaven and earth, they were, they were together. There was harmony between heaven and earth. They were united. Where do we get this? We get this from Genesis, where Adam and Eve were literally walking through the garden with God. They were hanging out with God. And they worked the garden, and they took care of the garden, but the garden was heaven on earth. In fact, the two were, were one. So that's where you see heaven and earth, they're, they're, they're overlapping, but really you could have put them on top of each other. Heaven and earth combined together, right? And then, if you wanted to, I didn't feel like I had enough room, but you could actually take those that when sin entered the world, when Adam and Eve chose to go their own way and chose to go against God, to turn their back on him, to disobey the things that he was calling them or inviting them into, you really could take, it wasn't just God's relationship with humans that was split, but there was actually now a division between heaven and earth. And so if you wanted to, if you have enough space, if you haven't already drawn the circles, uh, you could draw two circles that are separate from each other. And how, how do we know this? Why is that? Well, we know that heaven is perfect. Like heaven, there's, there's no sin. There's, there's no sadness. God rules and reigns over all of it. Like we, we get that about heaven. You have some picture of heaven in your mind. But then the earth, we know, is not the same. There's sadness and there's hurt and there's pain. The, the earth itself seems to be like slowly dying, right? And part of that is our contribution, but, but part of that is the earth is not what it was supposed to be. So you go from the two being overlapped, the two being one, to the two being separate, Right, So now here Jesus comes and he says, hey, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Here's what he's saying in a nutshell is that God, as he intended it, he will put it back together. And I'm coming onto the scene saying that not, not he will put it back together, but he is putting it back together. See, if you read the book of Revelation, it actually says that there's going to be a new heaven, a new earth, that they are going to be one once again. Some of us think that, that this earth, it's just going to die and we're just going to go to heaven and, and that's what it's going to be. But no, no, no. This earth is going to be what it was intended to be from the get-go. Heaven and earth will be one again, God ruling and reigning, us ruling and reigning with him, new cities, new heavenly cities. That, that garden of Eden, I think it's gonna, it's gonna pale in comparison to the things that we're going to see, but that's, that's, just, that's just part of it. That's just the start, heaven and earth becoming one once again. And so when Jesus comes onto the scene, here's what he's doing. He's coming and bridging the gap between heaven and earth. Yes, he takes away our sin, 
Yes, he makes a way for us to be in relationship with God, but that is all a part of this beautiful, big picture of heaven and earth colliding, becoming one once again. And man, I imagine that there's, there's so many questions you have. Like, so what, what's, our, what's our part in it? What am I supposed to do about that? Is it still important that I make right decisions? There's a ton of different questions that you could be asking now. But here is part of our, our role in that. And we're going to expand on this over the next few weeks. Is that we get to help, number one, we get to help other people understand that this is what's happening. Hey, yeah, I know things are not the way that they were meant to be. They're not how they're supposed to be. But guess what? My God is making a way. He has made a way for them to be right, for all that is wrong to be made right, for all that is sad to be made happy, for all that is broken to be made whole. And it's this big, crazy, beautiful story of him bringing heaven and earth back together. And at the core of it, at the center of it, is Jesus on the cross. Man, so so we get to share that with other people. Number two, we get to join in with what God's doing. You know, all the stuff about like making right decisions and making good choices and making the world better, like those things are important in what God's doing. This is, this is what Jesus has invited us into. Remember, he, he uh, instructs his disciples, hey, pray this way. Pray that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. Pray that this would keep ushering in. Pray that you would know how you're supposed to be a part of the, the, the earth and, and heaven coming back together again. Because now our mission is, hey, everywhere we go, we get to develop or create little pockets of heaven with us. If we have God living inside of us, the Holy Spirit living and dwelling within us, then everywhere we go, we can create a little slice of heaven. And the way that we care for people and serve people, the way that we love people, in the good works that we do in our school, in our jobs, the way that we approach our families and our neighbors, All of this is a part of God's big plan to bring heaven and earth back together. To get all of the the dark stuff and all all of the broken things out of here and make this world, this earth, and heaven the way that God intended for it to be. So how does this jive with what you've thought about your faith for a long time? It shouldn't like totally change it, but it might make you think, wow, so there's a bigger thing that I'm actually a part of than just, hey, every day you just make sure you make the right decisions. No, that's a part of what God is doing. That's a part of when Jesus brought the kingdom to earth. Now you get to be a part of it. I get to be a part of it. How's it, how does it make you think about your faith? How, how would you share this with somebody? Can you imagine, you know, my son is, is four. The, the two-year-old's starting to catch on. But, but my son, one of his favorite things to do right now is to put on uh, superhero costumes, right? So he's got, of course, he's got Gecko from PJ Masks, and he's got uh, the, the eye mask and the cape of, of Catboy and PJ Masks. But, of course, he's also got Spider-Man. We've got a Batman costume. Like, we've got, uh, he's getting, well... I won't say what he's getting for Christmas, okay? But he's getting more superior costumes for Christmas. And, and he puts it on. And, and part of it's just fun. He likes dressing up. He likes putting different things on. But there's also something in him already that realizes he wants to be a part of something so much bigger than just, I'm four-year-old Owen, and I just make right decisions every day. 
And that thing that is so much bigger, the stories that you watch on movie screens and on your TV and you wish that you could be a part of, that is the kind of story that you and I are already invited into. That's the kind of story that God is unfolding all around us. So for the next few weeks, we're going to talk more about this. We're going to unpack it. We're going to talk about where evil falls into this, and we're going to talk about more of your role, our role in this whole thing. Uh, we're going to unpack it over the next few weeks, so please come back. Don't, don't leave just yet, but for the next little bit in small groups, you guys are going to get a chance to talk about maybe some of the implications. are like, wow, I never had heard that before, and maybe talk about some of that in your group. So let me pray for us, and then you can do that. Lord, thank you for maybe opening some of our eyes for the first time to the, the bigger picture of what you are doing. That, yeah, the, the way that we maybe have thought about our faith or that people think about the Christian faith, it's, it's not that it's wrong, but that there's, there's so much more that you are inviting us into. We all have this desire within us to be, <clears throat> to be a, part of, a part of something that is so much bigger than ourselves. And yet our temptation is easily to focus on what's going on in our life, just look at the ground, just keep our head down, But you've invited us to look up, to look to you, and to be a part of what you're doing all throughout history to make this thing how you intended to begin with. We love you, Lord. Pray that we have good, fun discussions in our small groups. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.